Oh, yes. Thank you so much. Uh, my focus this evening will be from verse 11 to 14. Verse 11 to 14, which is our context today, just for us to contextualize our topic, which is the sun given to purify a people. Let us continue in prayer. King of glory, we invite your presence once again. We surrender to you. We surrender that you may speak to us, that you may correct us, that you may renew us, that you may purify us as your chosen people. King of glory, we pray and ask that you continue to reveal yourself. Help us day by day to understand what it means to live pure lives, what it means to be set apart. As we go through this month, oh God, our theme is a people set apart. Sometimes we don't quite understand because we are human. Father, it's our desire that we live to please you and you alone, God. Help us, Lord. Your word is clear that without purity, no one will see you. Father, we desire as your children to see you, to know you, to walk right with you, to walk right with one another. Father, continue to prune us, prune the character of man, especially as we gather this evening. May you humble us to hear you. May your Holy Spirit search us and show us, Lord, where we need to put right as mothers, as wives, as a nation, as a church, as a family. King of glory, we are depending on you. So Father, I pray, like my auntie prayed, will you silence every other voice, Lord? I pray that none of us will leave this, uh, the, the, the line the same. Father, help us, Lord, to continue working, Lord, on our salvation with fear and trembling. Where we've taken it, uh, the gift of salvation for granted, oh Lord, have mercy upon us. Continue, Lord, to walk with us, Holy Spirit, day by day, showing us that this is the way walking it. Continue to be the light unto our feet. Purify our heart, oh God. Purify, oh Lord, my master relationships. Lord, help us, reveal yourself, oh Lord in every way where you have blessed us, reveal yourself every day. Now, King of Glory, take over this time. I invite your Holy Spirit to speak to me first. Lord, I've put down a few words, but I pray that you remove them and that your word, your word will come through. Your word, may I be found, Lord, clean before you, for you to speak through me. May I be found worthy before you. May my, my brothers and sisters on call this evening be found worthy. Lord, we do not want just this to be any other meeting, 
but I'm inviting your presence, Lord. Speak to me first, Lord. I humble myself this evening that you may come in. Take over, Holy Spirit. Take over, Holy Spirit. Take over. To you alone be that glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise Amen. the Lord. Once again, praise the Lord. I would like to thank the management of All Saints Cathedral for giving me an opportunity to share what God has put on my heart. And I pray that we will all be blessed together. Yes, our scripture again this evening is the sun given to purify a people. The sun given to purify a people. And it is taken from the book of Titus, chapter 2, verse 14. I was given one verse, verse 14. Uh, however, to give it a little bit more of context, I'm going to read it from verse 11 to 14. Allow me read it again. I thank you, Auntie Shakira, for reading. And uh, kindly let me reread it using ESV from verse 11 through to 14. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce the ungodly and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in the present age. Verse 13, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. 14, who gave himself for us to redeem, to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession, who are zealous for good works. Praise the living God. Hallelujah. The book of Titus was written by the Apostle Paul to Titus, his true son in the faith. This was around the time of AD 63 and AD 64. This was the time when Apostle Paul was in prison. He writes to give instruction and encouragement to Titus, who he had left in charge of the church on the island of Crete. That time, the churches on Crete were influenced by false teachers, materialism, greed, gluttony, laziness, lying, and the like. So Apostle Paul wrote to Titus to address all these issues and put them in order so that the kingdom of God may be 
glorified. So a group of people, faithful elders, were to oversee the doctrinal purity and good conducts of the believers in Crete. The apostle Paul understood that when a body of believers embraces sound doctrine, the result is changed and purified lives that produce good deeds, according to Titus chapter 2, verse 7. Praise the Lord. Once again, our topic is the sun, the sun given to purify a people. And our cathedral theme this November is a set apart people. I would like us to briefly look at the meaning of purification. According to the Oxford Dictionary, to purify means to remove bad substances from something to make it clean. For example, you would like to, to purify the glass of water you are going to drink, you first boil it to remove all impurity so that when you drink, it's clean so that you don't get any contamination. Purification can also be defined as the process of making something spiritually or ceremonially clean. In Psalm 52, Psalm 51 verse two, we see David's plea to God. David said, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. So purification involves washing and cleansing from sin and iniquity. Like the Cretans, you and I on call this evening, you and I, the church, we need Jesus to cleanse us. We need Christ to purify us from the bondage of sin. This was Paul's cry, but it's also our cry as believers, Christians today. Praise the Lord. So we may ask ourselves the question, what does it mean to be purified? What does it mean to be purified? The answer, Jesus Christ only, he alone, Christ our Lord and Savior can purify us. We need to come to him and him alone as the only source of help. He's our only source of help. Amen. When we read Titus chapter 2, verse 11 to 13, 
Let us read it together. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people. Praise the Lord. Bringing salvation for all people. Friends, it tells us that by the grace of God, by the grace of God that offers salvation has appeared. It is now here with us. The grace of God is here with us. It's no longer a mystery. It has been revealed to you and to me, hallelujah, and to, so who, and to all those who will say yes to Jesus Christ. This grace causes us to say no to ungodliness. This grace of God causes us to say no to worldly passions and to be able to live self-controlled and upright lives that honor and please the Lord. So beloved, that is what it means to be purified. It means, purification means saying no, no, by the spirit of God, say no to all evil, to all evil, say no to hatred, say no to pride, sexual immorality, gossip, slander, and the like. And we cannot do that alone. It's by the grace of God. It's by the grace of God, friends. It's by the grace of God. Praise the Lord. Titus chapter 3, from verse 3 to 6 says, For we ourselves were once foolish, foolish and disobedient, led astray, and slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hating one another. But when goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior appeared, he gave us, not he forgave us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his mercy, he forgave us, friends, according to his mercy and the Holy Spirit. We are now a people set apart. You and I are set apart for God's glory to live, to please him. Praise the living God. And this is only by grace. The song I love so much, only by grace can we enter. Only by grace can we enter. Only by grace can we stand. Not by a human endeavor. 
but by the blood of the Lamb, into your presence you draw us, you draw us to stand, into your presence you draw us. Now by your grace we stand. <clears throat> it goes on to say, Lord, if you mark our transgressions, who would stand? Who would stand? Thanks to you, God of grace. We are cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. Brethren, we've all had a uh, uh, we've all had a before, but Christ purified us. A before we all have a history. Christ purified us. For instance, I personally I was lost in anger. I was lost in unforgiveness. I was lost in selfish lies. I was totally lost in bondage. And in my mind, I thought that was my life and no one can talk about me. I was totally lost. I was heading to hell. Jesus Christ purified me. He set me apart. He set me apart. Now I'm a new creature. I am now a new creature. Who does that? It can only be God. First of all, he has redeemed us. He has redeemed us. Praise the Lord. He has redeemed us from every lawlessness according to our scripture. The scripture I was given, which is verse 14 of Titus 2. Christ has redeemed us. He has redeemed you and I from every lawlessness. He has purified you and I for himself. Praise the Lord. Redemption means to be brought out of slavery by paying a ransom. We are bought out of slavery, slavery to sin, purchased for his service alone. So we see in his letter to Titus, Apostle Paul relates how Jesus Christ gave himself for us sacrificially, which means it was voluntary. He gave all he could give and he gave himself for us, you and I today as a substitute for sinful man. His giving of himself, brethren, was the grandest 
of all gifts, the grandest of all gifts, the grandest. There's no other gift that we can get. Praise the Lord to redeem us from all manner of wickedness and purify for himself a people that are his very own possession, which is why his people are special. You are special. You are special. God's own special child. Praise the Lord. So the purpose of our redemption is that we may be purified. People who are able and ready to do good for the glory of God, God Almighty. Jesus Christ, our Savior, paid the price of our sin. Another song that shows that Jesus paid for our sin. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. He overcame the power of death. He washed our sin that was red and turned it into crimson white brethren. We will never know how much it cost him. My redeemer, child of God, child of God, where are you still held captive? Is it your character of unforgiveness? Like, like I was before I came to Christ, I would not forgive. Are you in distress? Are you hurt emotionally? Are your children struggling with addiction or immoral ways? Or do you have someone who is unwell or you yourself who you're unwell? Is there a painful situation like, for instance, your marital, you're in marital challenges, ups and downs of marriage? Are you fearful? Are you hopeless? Christ, Christ is still knocking. Christ is still telling you and I, continue to turn to me. Continue to believe in me. Look to me. Only Jesus, brethren, can heal. Only Jesus Christ can restore, according to Psalm 103. Only Christ can do exceedingly more than we can imagine. Only Christ to purify us. That's the reason he was given. He was given unto us. So we walk in the power and authority of our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ has given us power, friends. Christ has given us authority. By his stripes we are healed. Speak to that mountain before you. Speak to that situation that can be, it, you can be whole. 
the mountain before you can be leveled. It's about Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ freeing us from sin opens the way for him to cleanse us completely, to cleanse us completely, to take our burden, our heavy yoke, to free us, to free us, to redeem us by purchasing our release from captivity of sin with his death on the cross. We are now totally set free. We are victorious because of Jesus, because of the blood of the lamb. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. God demonstrates, he demonstrates his love, his own love for us in this. Jesus himself counseled, he counseled the record of charges against you and I. We see that in Colossians chapter two, verse four. He counseled the record by nailing it on the cross, friends. He redeemed us, he purified us. One would ask why, why are we redeemed? Or why are we purified? We are redeemed and purchased to live with zeal. And this zeal, friends, is with knowledge. And the zeal for righteousness, zeal for righteousness in our lives. Before zeal for righteousness in our lives of others, we look at the zeal in our, in our lives, zeal for righteousness in our lives before I look for zeal in my neighbor's life? Is my life zealous for the Lord? Is my life zealous for good works? Remember there is negative zeal and righteous zeal. Zeal can be defined as focused desire characterized by passion and commitment. There is a people that Jesus Christ has redeemed from iniquity that are zealous of good works. Are we excited about the things of the Lord? As we go about, we're in different areas where God has placed you. Are you excited? Are you still zealous for the Lord? Are we doing our best friends in the areas the Lord has placed us? Think about it. One who is zealous for good works recognizes the personal costs. There is a cost. You and I must understand that being zealous for Christ, there is a personal cost and you are fully invested, invested including your finances, including your personal time into the work God has called you. So there is no room for complaining, there's no room for grumble. Following Jesus is knowing all that it costs, the heavy cost, 
but you still choose to be fully, fully committed, fully committed to him anyway. People who are zealous for the Lord, they are committed to God's way of doing things. They put Christ first, not their own desire first, and are eager to embrace all that Christ wants them to do in their lives. Even when that means total sacrifice or total surrender, according to 1 Kings 19.10, in that <clears throat> Christians who are zealous for the Lord also accept that their passion won't always be popular or accepted by non-believers. These people who are zealous for the Lord, they seek the Lord and do what is right, what is right, all that Christ wants to do. Even if it means uh, standing alone, even if it means that no one is, is supporting you, Christians should be passionate about serving the Lord by even going an extra mile for God, for someone. By going an extra mile, you give us what you give up what you love. You go an extra mile because of your neighbor who has no food. Go an extra mile, be zealous for the Lord. Be zealous for the Lord. Praise the Lord. That dedication to Christ, that enthusiasm, that zeal, that commitment, that passion for Christ should be evident in our attitude, in our actions, every single moment. Every single moment, you wake up in the morning, you pray to God that God, Lord Jesus, give me zeal to continue serving you. Give me the right attitude. Give me the right actions. Let my zeal, oh God, glorify you. Let others see your zeal in my life that they may draw closer to you. As Paul wrote in Colossians, whatever you do, brethren, do your work wholeheartedly as the Lord, for us unto the Lord rather than men. It is about God. Let us take our eyes off men. Let us serve with the zeal our Lord Jesus Christ. The man may not even remember to say thank you. That should not pull, pull your, your zeal down. But remember, it is God who gives you the zeal. It's God who will continue to energize you to get to another level in serving him in his, 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 his zealously. That is how God wants us to live. That is how God wants us to live. 
as a people redeemed and purified for him. People, believers that are willing to give their all. People who are willing to give up their all withholding nothing. To be completely set apart that you will say no that you will say no to wickedness, that you will stand out as a child of God, distinct in character. So as Christian believers, what should my response be as a Christian believer? Friends, let us wholly submit to Jesus Christ, who alone has the power to redeem us. He has the power to save us. He has the power to cleanse us from all unrighteousness and purify us and use us for his glory, for his glory, not man's glory, but for his glory. But remember, it's only by the grace of God. Only by the grace can we stand. Praise the Lord. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for giving us your son, Jesus Christ. Where would I be? Where would I be? Thank you, Lord for redeeming us. Thank you, Lord, for calling us by name. Thank you, Jesus. You've called us by your name, by, by name. Each one of us, we are special before you. You love us, Lord. By purifying us, that we may be zealous, Lord, to do great works for the expansion of your kingdom. Give each one of us, Lord, on call this evening, the grace, the grace to rid ourselves of all ungodliness. We give you thanks, Lord. We give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we've believed and prayed. Amen and amen. Over to you, uh, Auntie Blandner. Yeah, amen. Thank you very much, Joy, for the sharing. Uh, you have indeed exhausted the topic of what it means to be purified, to be purified for Christ. And the fact that only God, only Jesus Christ is the source of our being purified. There is no other name given under the earth under which man can be saved. It's only the name of Jesus as the scripture tells us. And salvation is for all people in that everyone who calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. But we have a role to pray. We cannot only sit back and say, oh, okay, salvation is for all of us. 
So we just listen to the word, we get convicted, and yet we don't take that bold step of accepting Jesus Christ indeed as our Savior. Because that is the only time when he can bring out whatever we may even not know of what we need to be cleansed from, to be made pure by his grace alone. Because by our own works, we cannot manage. But thank God that his grace is available for us. All we have to do is to surrender. And even surrendering, as Joy has pointed out, is sometimes not easy. We say we have surrendered, they have surrendered, but are we sincere in our surrendering? Are we allowing God to search us and convict us of all unrighteousness? Because it's only after that that we will be zealous to serve him. Zealous to serve him because that is what we are created for, that we should serve the Lord. And working not for the praise of man, but working knowing that we are serving God. Uh, Joy challenged us in the asking us, how zealous are we for the Lord? How zealous are we indeed for the Lord? May the Lord examine one of each one of us. May we give him the liberty, the freedom, because God does not force himself on us. He created us with the free will. We can let him in, search us, and point out those areas where we need to be more zealous for him and serve him according to his plans for us. We have to seek the Lord and be ready to go, do, go that extra mile in service to him. And we have so many opportunities to do so, especially in a place like ours. So I, my take home this evening, and I'm sure each one of us has got something, is the call for more submission to him and to be ready to work for his glory, that his life in us may be manifested through what we do, through our readiness to serve him. So let us accept this word, Heavenly Father. What thank you for the word that has been shared. I want to believe that each one of us, Lord, has been touched in different ways. Thank you for your servant, Joy. And for the way she has testified, given her personal testimony on what it has meant to be purified in her life for service to you.
examine us, Lord, and let us be ready to surrender, to surrender the areas that we tend to hold for ourselves because those are hindrances in service to you, Lord. And recognize that it is only by your grace that we will be able to go through all this. Even as we wind up this evening, Lord, we want to remember the services that will be taking place tomorrow in the different places of worship. We want to pray for those who are preparing for reading in different ways. That, Lord, indeed your word may be preached and that we will not only be hearers of the word, but we'll go out being implementers, being putting that word into action because there are so many opportunities around us. Thank you, Lord. And we thank you. We even present this evening that you will be with us even as we sleep. We thank you and bless your holy name because we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.